Today's sponsor is Vibration. Vibration provides designer hydration packs designed to make you look cool, keep your stuff safe, and stay hydrated at music festivals and events. Their holographic designs add to your festival ensemble. Make sure you get your pack using promo code BB Media Industries LLC to save 10% on your new pack on Vibration.com. Oh, and one more thing. Free shipping on orders over $75. Hashtag life party. Stay hydrated. Hello and welcome to another rousing edition of Trending Topics with BB. I am your humble host, Brooke Brown, hence the BB. Welcome back to another episode of this lovely podcast. And I want to thank everybody finding this podcast. I know I kind of say that in every episode now, but because my podcast is small potatoes compared to a lot of podcasts out there, I appreciate those loyal listeners, those people that are finding it on many different platforms. Speaking of platforms, let's uh, start with that housekeeping. If you head over to iTunes or Stitcher for Android users, please leave a favorable comment after you subscribe and a rating. It helps that podcast be found by other listeners on those platforms. And if you aren't on those platforms, why aren't you? No, I'm kidding. Um, It's great that uh, I'm able to put this on many different platforms. So if you're on TuneIn, uh, Player.fm, Podbean, SoundCloud, wherever you're finding this podcast, I appreciate it. And uh, keep doing that. And uh, one more housekeeping thing. If you're not Follow the podcast at TT with BB on Instagram and Twitter. Please do so. And please give a like to the page on Facebook at Trending Topics with BB. Uh, all of that is actually linked on the overarching company website of uh, www.bbmediaindustries.com. A new and upcoming uh, website has been published. Finally figured out the platform I want to use for that. Uh, so feel free to log on to that if you haven't already. Well, enough of housekeeping. I want to uh, introduce you to the guest I had the privilege of speaking with for this awesome chat. Uh, his name is Brett Ortiz. Uh, we will discuss things such as his custom company, or I should call it AZ Custom Hats, and how it was expanded, and why he... Uh, you know, did that, and then his other life as a local DJ here in Arizona. Um, really, that's what I should, if he will mention at the end uh, his social media, but I'll just to kind of preface, find him at Red RT, he's pretty much everywhere. Uh, he's pretty active on social media, so please follow them, maybe uh, get you and your company or some friends some of his quality stuff from his company, and enjoy this chat with Brett Ortiz. And I kind of want to talk about your entrepreneurial spirit, and the, how really how did you get into AZ Custom Hats? Um, well, it all st- I was making all these hats that said, like, send nudes and things, like, stupid sayings on them, and then I had, um, I was getting them made at a local shop locally, and it was like I was trying to sell them and make some money off of it, and my margins were just horrible. Like I wasn't making, I was making a buck or two a hat. So, so me and my business partner, we teamed up, and my buddy Mike, and uh, we were like, let's buy an embroidery machine and make them ourselves, kind of thing. And uh, so we did that, and then um, it turned into people like, hey, I want a hat, I want a hat, I want a hat, and then it just kind of grew into a full blown business. Nice. And um, so now we do hats, we do shirts, we do bags we do all types of we, we also have expanded into digital marketing and like seo work and 
building websites, graphic design. So it's just slowly growing and expanding to more and more things, all from hats. Awesome. So pretty cool. Yeah. And so you mentioned, well, we'll get into the DJing in a minute, but so it's just, it started apparel, and then you mentioned SEO and marketing. Yeah. How's that kind of? Well, it kind of became a thing where it's like, Someone would ask for a hat, and then they're like, oh, can you do shirts? And I was like, oh, now we can do shirts. And then people were like, oh, do you, can you design a logo for me? And then it's like, all right, we'll design your logo for you, put it on a hat, put it on a shirt. And then they're like, you know how to build a website? And it's like, yeah, we can build you a website. And oh, then just, so, it just so it's just like growing and thing. And then, you know, we're getting into print now also. So when people want business cards and, um, you know, they want letterheads and those sort of things, flyers. So it's just... It's just slowly, you know, someone asks for it, and then we see if we can do it, and then we do it. If we can do it, we can do it. If not, you know, we'll find someone that can for them. Cool. And then, um, and then we're just trying to grow and grow our business into offering all aspects of, like, gear, apparel, promotional products, you know, design, website, things like that. That's awesome. And since you've, you've mentioned growth, so being that it's, like, a local business here, how has it been um, to kind of... I don't know. A lot of people have a hard time with the whole mom and pop thing. Yeah. So how has it been? Because I always support mom and pop. Yeah. Um, it's. I think what's really benefited me, the business really grew from just my personal social media, that sort of thing, and that's where we were getting initially orders, a lot of word of mouth, and then um, I still say a huge bulk of it comes from word of mouth. You know, people tagging you on Facebook or Instagram or that sort of thing, and then. Um, and then it was just really growing the social medias for the business itself. Like Instagram has been a huge help for us. Um, we get a, we actually get a lot of business and from Instagram, people hitting us up that, that sort of thing. And then while we were working on the SEO work, like the local SEO and regular SEO, that has helped a lot. So local SEO helps a lot. So like if you type in custom hat in Google, we basically pop up first everywhere. So. And, it's, and so when people are just typing, you know, custom hat, custom hats, you know, embroidery, our goal, that's what my main focus was really trying to get up there. And while that was developing, a lot of it was being driven through my personal social media and that sort of thing. So um, on like smaller orders, smaller business, other small businesses, we get a lot of business that way. Trying to capture the bigger businesses. Um, initially it was kind of hard because, you know, you're a small company, you just started off, no one knows who you are, right. like, you have no Yelp reviews, you have no stars on Google, and now that we have, I pretty much, we think we have five stars on Yelp, five stars on Google Maps, all that sort of stuff, so once you get established, it takes some time, probably like six months to a year or so, once you're really established, then the bigger companies start reaching out to you, or you can go to them, offer them things, and then, you know, try to be competitive, um, with the bigger companies also because the big companies you know they'll go to China they'll go to right you know try to find they always try to find the cheapest price so it's you know it's, you play with them but a lot of them like it the big companies local in town they like it because they can just come down here and talk to you face to face rather than emailing back and forth and not understanding each other that sort of things right so are you seeing a shift I mean as, as you know I'm like have started a media company yeah so, are you seeing a shift of like the the small businesses that have come to you? Like everybody's kind of in that entrepreneurial thing right now, just based on I don't know how political climate is, or just kind of you know a lot of us are kind of like we don't want that traditional nine to five. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I feel um, 
I don't know how you put it. I guess there's like, there's, you know, there's definitely different groups of people. There's people who want the nine to five life. You know, they go to work, clock in, clock out, five o'clock. They're not worried about anything. They don't worry about work. Mm -hmm. Me, I get bored. You know, I always need to be doing something. So starting my own business is great. And it's, I think it's great for my mind and things like that because I don't even look at the clock. I show up when I show up. And then I usually it's me leaving. I'm like, oh crap! It's already seven, eight p.m., nine p.m. You know, mm-hmm. so it's time. The perception of time is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, which I really enjoy. I mean, at first it was definitely a struggle. You know, you're always worried about money, making money, paying your own bills, things like that. But I mean, you just gotta grind it out. And you know, if you really want something, you'll you'll be successful with it. You just gotta you know put your passion and heart into it, and just keep pushing, 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 and. If you're really passionate about it, there's no reason why you shouldn't succeed in it. Right. You know, there's always a need for certain things. You know, there's always a need for, there's always going to be a need for a hat. There's always going to be a need for social media help. You know, you just have to find the people that do it, um, that need need that. Like local SEO, you know, a lot of people, you know, there's half these businesses here in the air park, if you search them, they don't even pop up. Mm-hmm. So there's a demand out there for it. Like you could go to all those businesses and be like, hey, you don't even pop up on Google. Like, yeah. let, me, let me help you. I Because I bet their business is struggling and they just don't know it. I feel um, a lot of the older generation, I'd say, you know, 50 plus, maybe late 40s, mm-hmm. um, I think there's a big gap in the digital age, I feel like. Yeah. You know, some of them are on Facebook but don't really use Facebook, Instagram, that sort of thing. Or they're only joined because family members yeah, are on. Yeah, and that sort of thing. They don't realize how much... Everything is driven to the digital age, you know. Um, they, and it's not like, they're not stupid, they just don't understand it, you know. Yeah. Like, they're so used to normal, you know, advertising in magazines and newspapers right. and radio ads and those sort of things. They don't realize how much it's benefiting them and how much is, you know, pulling their business back. And they're, they're getting less business because of it. Um, and I feel, you know, that's one thing we've been focusing on is helping other small businesses, you know, help them succeed also. I mean... But then you have, you know, the other big corporations too, like Amazon, for instance, I feel like is really killing small businesses. You know, it's hard to compete in this day and age with a company like that, especially selling products, making products. I mean, they bought Whole Foods. Yeah, they love just, Whole yeah Foods. they just bought Whole Foods. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, like, I mean, and that's back to like, you know, the, you know, the digital part of it. Amazon has grown so big because of digitally especially with Prime, you know, you literally click and it's at your doorstep the next day. Now you can click, get your food the next day or the same day. You know, it's, how do you compete with that? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and, you know, it's, I don't know if we're becoming lazy or what's, you know, everything's like we want it now kind of Yeah, life, I kind of, I'm wondering if it is because we have short attention spans. Yeah. We have short attention spans and we're very, like, we want it now. Yeah. I rem- it just sometimes e- I know I'm not the oldest person, yeah. but it, I remember as a kid before cell phones, and now like I don't know when I don't have my cell yeah, phone in my hand. Yeah, I'm always on, yeah I'm always on my cell phone. Yeah, it's, so it's so weird. Yeah, that, like and then you know you'll meet people that are never on their phone. Yeah, and it's like how are you surviving? Yeah. you know in this day and age, you know, I mean, and I feel like there are probably businesses that you know whatever they do and they've established themselves for you know 20 30 years and there's always a need and demand for what they do and their service and i mean they're okay you know but i i feel like if you want to keep growing and especially with 
new businesses, you really have to be involved in social media and marketing and digital and all that. I mean, I don't even know everything about it. I mean, mine really started just with my personal social media, and that alone has just helped grow my businesses dramatically. But, um, it's, it's... Yeah. So, we, we kind of mentioned earlier, so you DJ a lot. So, I, uh, that's how we met, basically. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, kind of take me back to like I know that's a passion for you yeah. so and now you're everywhere all over the state <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been DJing I started DJing when I was 11 I got my first turntables when I was um, when it was still vinyl yeah when it was still vinyl <laughs> I only spun vinyl back then there was no computers no Serato no USB <laughs> sticks nothing like that um, and people weren't really using CDs yet for DJing you know the CDJs so it was vinyl um I started when I was 11. I used my dad's turntables. He had like belt driven turntables. I think I broke them like 10 times before he got fed up and bought me and bought me a pair of Technique <laughs> 1200s where I could like beat the crap out of him and you know wouldn't have to worry about breaking his stuff sort right, of thing. Right. And then um, you know, well, was your dad a DJ or no? Just my dad. Music? My, my dad was. My dad loves music too. Like I mean, he'd I be I grew up listening. One second I'm listening to Boys to Men, the next second I'm listening to Motley Crue and Kiss. So, you know, the next second it's like Dean Martin. So, I mean, it was like I grew up in a wide spectrum like of music. Yeah. yeah. And then my grandmother raised me also. So, I mean, I grew up with a lot of the disco, you know, she loved disco music. So, I grew up with that. But then also like Rod Stewart and Tina Turner. And, you know, so it was like I got it from all aspects. And then my grandfather, he loved country. And then he loved. You know, there's a lot of uh, Spanish music from them, like the ranchero bands and things like that, mariachis kind of cool. stuff. So I kind of listened, I got everything from all angles, you know, so it was never, um, that's, you know, I just loved music of all types. So, um, but yeah, I got my first turntables when I, my personal turntables at 13, and my dad worked in the, he was always in the nightlife scene, he was always part of the scene, always out of the clubs. He knew like all the owners, all the bartenders. He he went out every night, and so he really got me. He started getting me gigs and introducing me to local DJs like Tim High and like DJ Randy, DJ Shad, um, Sinbad. You know, some badgers like Dylan Monarch, and there's you know a lot of the older. They've been around for a while and they're really established. And back back then, they were, you know they were young. They're like my age now. They were young then, but I was this little kid picking their brains, or they he'd always bring me home. Uh, like their mixes on CDs, and, you know, I just listened to them over and over and over again, and then what I would try to do is just um, copy them, you know, I'd find the vinyl, you know, and then I would just try to mimic them, you know, just try to copy exactly what they were doing on their mixes, so that's where it all kind of started there. That's cool. So, you mentioned the eclectic mix. Do you think growing up with different music has helped you as a DJ, as opposed to some DJs probably now that only stuck to one genre? I, I think so. Like, when I first started DJing, I was mixing all kinds of records. You know, I tried to mix Michael Jackson with, you know, ACDC and try to do, you know, just... That's all I had at mm -hmm. the time, you know. It was only... I just grabbed vinyl, any vinyl I could get. I didn't care what genre it was. I tried to play it mm -hmm. and try to mix it somehow. And then when I got more established, you know, I had a huge love and passion for trance. That's what really pulled me, and I was always... That's all I did. I would just DJ trance. Once I, you know, could have the money and buy my own records, all I bought was trance records. Right. And then I'd say around 
2003 or so, everything kind of went more towards hip-hop, you know? Yeah. A lot of hip-hop was playing. And so my thing was, if I wanted to keep DJing in this town and getting paid to DJ, um, I got I liked hip-hop, but I mean, I never spun hip-hop. So I basically all I did was buy hip-hop records and just, and just practice hip-hop and that sort of thing. And as the years went on, it kind of, having such a wide, you know, spectrum of music in my head, then I really got to, you know, play with music where I, you know, I, you know, mix rock with hip hop, with trance and, you know, do word plays. And then I kind of really got understanding, like, you know, a lot of hip hop samples, this disco track and this, mm-hmm. you know, and this old country track and things like that, you know, and it's like, wow, you kind of just opens your mind and you're not just stuck to one genre and only one thing. I mean, I never thought I was going to be like a Tiesto kind of person, you know, I've always, I just thought of myself as a DJ and not really a producer, and I never really stuck to one genre, you know what I'm saying, I just wanted to DJ, I just wanted to DJ, it didn't matter what genre of music it was, if I was playing salsa all night or country all night, it didn't matter, it was just, I just wanted to be DJing, you know, it didn't really matter what I was playing. You know? So, it kind of reminds me, I had the privilege of seeing DJ in Vegas right before he yeah. passed away, yeah. and it was probably one of the best sets I've ever heard in my life to this day. Not, you know, no, not saying that, you know, I haven't heard other great yeah. sets since, but it was just, he was so freeform. He yeah. would play what he liked, yeah. and flawlessly you liked it, because yeah. it was the same kind of music. Do you think that freeform DJing, like yourself and maybe AM and, and uh, the DJs of you know in Barsmith, like I, I spoke to them as well. Do you think that that's lost because everybody's going after the fame now? I really feel like because of the way Vegas is expanding. Yeah, I feel the term DJ now is just too widespread. You know, everybody wants to be a DJ. Everyone's a DJ, and I'm like, when I look at when I look at like Armin or you know a Tiesto and those sort of guys. To me, they're artists, they're producers, and they just DJ. They're DJing. Yes, they're DJing, but they're that's the way they show their music. You know, mm-hmm. that's the way they present the music they're, that they created. You know, and there's some you know there's some DJs now like you know like Duke Dumont and and some other people where they perform live. Mm-hmm. You know, so that gives it. But people still call them DJ, and I'm like, well, they're performing their music. They're an artist. Yeah. And then um, one thing that really I met. I was with Artie. I spent a night with Artie one night before I opened him. We went to dinner and stuff like that. And if you call him a DJ, he gets pissed. Like, he's like, he's like, I'm classically trained in music. He's like, I went to the best schools, you know, for music and all this. He's like, I'm an artist. He's like, I'm not a DJ. He's like, you know, again, he's, that's the way, that's how he presents his music. He's like, I'm an artist, you know. I, I mean, if you listen to the music, like, they're, especially like trance music, I mean, it is, there's a lot of, stuff going on yeah. if you really break it down and I mean there's a lot going on and um but and then you kind of forget you know then you have the regular DJ like me I don't know I just consider it just a local DJ um and you know you get kind of forgotten everyone especially nowadays everyone's like you're a DJ oh you're a DJ like it's come to the point where it's like before when you were a DJ everyone's like oh cool you're a DJ and when I started DJing nobody wanted to be a DJ nobody not at all I mean I think it really kicked off when AM got his first gig, you know, he started getting paid millions in Vegas yeah, his, for it. Yeah, his residencies. Yeah, he got residencies and all playing all these huge celebrity parties, and all of a sudden everybody wanted to be a DJ. And then when the EDM bubble hit, everybody wanted to be a producer and a DJ and this and that. And then I'm like, well, what about the 
what about the guys who are, you know, out there, you know, scratching and mashing up stuff live and things like that? They're kind of forgotten. Like, I remember going to Old Town Scottsdale, and it's like, you knew, you know, like, you knew what DJ was playing at this club right. on Friday night, what DJ was playing at this club on Saturday night. You just knew. And it wasn't like, now you don't even know. You don't, you don't, I mean, I mean, like me, I, I'm at the same places all the time, but it's just... I feel privileged for that because it's like people know, hey, Brett's there. But other people are like, is that the only place you play? And I'm like, well, back in the day, it was like if you got a, if you got a place where you were at every week, that was, you know, you yeah. in a sense you kind of made it. You know yeah. what I mean? And now it's just like if you're not playing every club every single week, it's like, you, you know, people think less of you. I guess in a sense, I don't know. You kind of get lost in the mix. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of just different. It's weird. It's a weird one. It depends on who you talk to. Yeah. Some people like. From, like, our area or people who have been in music forever, like, um, basically feel the same as you do. And then, then there's the, um, then there's the others that are like, well, that's all you do, like you mentioned. So, I guess it just depends on who you... Who you speak to, I guess, I don't know. And I mean, maybe it's just because I'm old, I guess, older now, I don't know. I mean, I don't feel that old, but... I mean, I guess I just grew up in a different era, era, whatever you want to say. Like, um, like I don't even like to go to the clubs in Vegas. I used to love it when I yeah. was first twenty one, and actually, when I first turned twenty one, that's when I saw it. Yeah. And then now, you know, I've been back to Vegas for other events, but like, if I go to a club, I'm just so desensitized. Or like, <laughs> you you mentioned Armin. I saw Armin last year, leading up to EDC, and it was I was there twenty minute. He went on. He didn't play anything that I expected him to play, so I left. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. And even the big guys like Armin and those guys, like, I mean, those were, like, people I looked up to. Tiesto and Armin, you know, and Ferry Corsten, mm-hmm. you know, and all those guys were, like, and they're adapting to the younger generation. Which, yeah. to me, I feel is sad because it's, like, like, when I used to go see Tiesto, I mean, he played two, three hours, and it was, like, a journey in music. Like, it wasn't just bam, in your face the whole night. It was like you actually, like, experienced the music. And now it's just like, you know, raise your face off. Yeah. Drop, 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 drop. Yeah. And I'm like, gosh, man. I mean, you'd spend trance music, you'd spend five, six minutes waiting for the drop. You yeah. Know, it was like anticipation, and you're building, and you're, once you drop it, then you're, like, excited and everything like that. And now it's just like, I mean, I go to shows, and I'm there for four hours, five hours. I'm like, I feel like I've been listening to the same songs yeah. for four or five hours. I mean, like... It's and and it's there's no change in like the music. Maybe that's why you know I love mashing up and you know wordplay and playing all the different genres because it's I'm constantly changing the You're vibe. Not just sticking change, to the same. You know, yeah, yeah, I mean like it's it's and it's just maybe it's the way I grew up. It's like you know I mean I'll go from Mariah Carey into Nelly and you know mix it up and it's people seem to love it and it's I don't know. It's, I feel like it is being lost in the that yeah it is being lot and there's a lot of local DJs who are great and they can mix that way also but I feel I feel like in order for the, they're they're coming to this new type of DJing where it's just like shortest attention like, spans things yeah. like that and everyone just wants this rage face that I mean there's a lot of local DJs I talk to and they've been around for years and I grew up or I you know I've I've always you know, respected them, and I've always like, I'm gonna try to copy the things they do. And even then, they're like, you get to see them now. You can see it in their faces. They're bored. They're, they you know, they don't, 
they're tired of it, you know, yeah. they're not having fun anymore. And that's really sucks. It's like it's not fun. It's like, you know, it's it's your livelihood, it's how you're getting paid, it's how you're paying your bills, but at the end it's kinda sucks when you you know, the nine to five people, you go to work and you're hating miserable. Right. I mean nothing sucks more than going to DJ and you know, not, not having a good it, yeah, yeah, not enjoying it. Like it's everyone's like, Oh, you get to DJ but like yeah, I get to DJ, I love it, but when you're stuck, when you're, especially with a lot of the clubs now, they're like, you got to play this, and you can't go yeah. outside. You can't, you can't, you know, be free to do what you want and mix it up. And it's like, you kind of, it's why you don't do it anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, right. So I, was, I, I did get a chance to have Pete Salas on my podcast yeah. before, and I learned a lot from him and how the scene has evolved. And, and he's, what he, he's one of the ones that I looked up to growing up in the yeah. scene, like you know. Uh, with house music and stuff, and then I, I've talked to um, Tyler, DJ Munition, and, and how he's changed. But they he mentioned that as like Maya at one point only he wanted to play trance, and yeah. then all of a sudden they're like, now you have to play like hip hop. Yeah. Like, why do you think club owners and promoters are like so strict, thinking that only this type of demographic is showing up? Um, I'm not. I mean, I have a couple ideas. I mean. A lot of it is driven from bottle service, in a sense. You know, if you have a person that comes in and drops 10, 15, 20K or more a night and they want hip-hop, I've seen it. Like Here? I've, yeah, I've seen it personally here. I won't say where, but, like, yeah. they booked me to play house music. I showed up with my USB sticks, thousands of house tracks on my thing, ready to go. Literally 10 minutes into it, they're like, hey, switch it to hip-hop. I'm like, hip-hop? I'm like, I don't have any hip-hop on me. They're like, well... Well, this table wants hip hop, and it's like, oh, I'm sorry. So I ended up leaving. They brought another DJ in to play hip hop, and that was it. And done, in and out. Like, and it was just like, well, it's all about the money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's that. But then also, I think there's false like. Everyone's trying to be like Vegas in a sense, I guess. And I think there's just this false thing like this is what's popular, or this is what's popular on the radio, you know, and. I mean, I mean, you go to the club, what, to drink, to, to forget, drink to remember, drink to have a good time, and people want to, I mean, people don't dance anymore. Yeah. You know? I'm like, I'm like, no one dances anymore. And it's like, why don't people dance? I'm like, you got mumble rap now, and it's just like, people are just standing there doing some weird dance with their hands, and it's like, there's no beat, nothing to it. And then, you know, even the heavy dance music now that's, you know, it's, you can't, you know, the head bang and do this and that, and they, they consider it dancing, but I'm like, that's not dancing, I'm like, that's, no. that's not dancing. That's, <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is, but I mean, people just want to sit on their tables and spray champagne and, you know, want to, you know, it's about perception and that, and I don't, I mean, is that the music you do it to, I guess? I don't know, I, I, I don't know, I don't know what's... I just remember, I guess... Coming back to the Vegas, I just remember when you you'd go to Vegas. It didn't matter what club you went to; you used to have a good time. Yeah. Now it's like, well, everybody's going because that person that has DJ's a residency. there. This is yeah. Or and, and that's how it used to be in the local scene, but now it's just like people are so stuck to their genres or whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know. Yo, I'm a, I gotta go see Diplo here and Marshmallow here and this and that. Um, but even then, like I was just in I was just in Vegas a couple weeks ago. I went and saw Diplo at Excess, and the first like two hours of his, or the first like hour, hour and a half of his set, um, he was playing like top forty hip hop, all that, and I was just like, 
the fuck? Like, this is not Diplo style. Like, I mean, so he, even they are playing to what the club wants, I feel like. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, when I saw Armin, he dropped Snoop Dogg. Yeah. And I was like, wait, did that just happen? Yeah, exactly. It's like, what's going on? So even they, they are playing, you know, they're playing for what the club wants them to play. And I'm like, well, what's the point of even going? And then, like, the last half hour Diplo set, he played what he normally plays to, like, end the night out. But I was just like, the clubs are controlling everything, and it's like, who's... Like, I understand the money and, and, you know, the perception, oh, yeah, we're a full club, but don't you want people to stay there for yeah. the night instead of go go in and then go, well, this is shit, I'm going to go to the next club well, that's, next door? I mean, that's how, like, old towns become, I feel like. I mean, when I was younger, I, I couldn't wait to turn 21. I was already in the clubs, DJing, and, you know, um, I'd get into the clubs to see, you know, my dad would get me in to go see bigger, like, you know, I'd get to go see Ferry Corston or, like, Marcus. Alice DJ, Marcus Schultz, you know. Yeah. I wasn't 21 yet, but they'd sneak me in. And, I mean, I wasn't drinking or anything. I was sitting in the booth just watching learning, like, excited to be there. And then, but, I mean, like, people dressed up. Yes. Like, people dressed up. Like, people wore, guys wore slacks and dress shoes and girls wore dresses. I'm like, do you see that anymore? No. No. That's completely, everyone just wears jeans, shirts. Especially like, hair. They're yeah. like... You it's know, Arizona. It's, we'll just yeah. show up in flip flops. Yeah, I'm like it's that's gone. I mean, when I turned 21, I was like, all my friends were turning 21. I was so excited. I was like, oh, we can dress up, we can go. I can show you guys how it was. And then maybe a couple of years before I turned 21, it like when affliction and all that started happening, Von Dutch, all that stuff, and it was just like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. <laughs> like, and then I don't know. It's just it's not fun anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's just it's just hard to describe. I guess. Yeah. And, it, and and if you weren't around 10, then, 10 15 years yeah. ago, and then people just don't know. They just don't know. They're just, this is what it is, and this is what they're used to, you know? Yeah. I mean, you go to Old Town, people pop the bars all day. Like, you know, they'll go from Bottle Blonde to District to Hi-Fi to Hefe, and, you know, and then they'll just do a little circle, and yeah. it's like, and that's okay. People are so used to that, and it's like, no I remember one, when you couldn't, when it was Access Radius. Yeah. And... Everybody wanted to go there, yeah. and if you went in there, you never left because you didn't know. Yeah, who was well, I mean, show up. people would people would you know wait in line an hour before the door opened just so they could make sure they were in there. Yeah, and they then you stayed the whole night. Yeah, you know, like I mean, I mean, of course, unless you know someone at the door. But I mean, before it wasn't like you know you didn't just bounce around mm-hmm. from clubs. You knew where you were going, mm-hmm. and you stayed there the whole night, and you you know you had a good time and fun. Now that's I, mean, I don't feel like people don't do that anymore. I mean, and that was my when I was with when I started with Bevy. It used to be called Derby before that, and they didn't have a DJ. They didn't have a DJ booth, nothing like that. And I had just left Whiskey Row, so I was playing country and just country. And and over there, like every time I try to go outside the box, I always got yelled at. You know, every time I try to like mess with, you know. You know, because that's just how I am. You know, I want to do wordplay, things like that. And then it was just like, why did you do that? You're getting yelled at for doing this and that. And it was just like, but then, you know, the following week, it's like, you should do that again. And it's like, I'm getting negative and positive. You're telling me to do it, but then not to do it, then to do it the next week. And it was just like, all right. And so the guys who opened Derby, they used to own Wild Night. They used to DJ at Wild Night all the time. And so... At Derby, they were kind of like the first like month or so. They were like they had a format they wanted to stick to, 
and I was I stuck to the format. It was great, whatever. And then I was kind of like, can I just have free reign? I mean, I'll still kind of stick, still stick to your format a little bit, but just let me, just let me, just, just let me just, just let me, just, just let me just do whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, just let me play with it for a couple of weeks. Let's try it for a few weeks, see what happens, and if it doesn't work, then we'll, you know, sit back together and try something else. And I mean, it's been what almost three years now, and it's still my format's still working. It's like it's that format where you know I jump from genre to genre, do wordplay, do all like that, and I really feel like past couple of years it's really I mean people people come in there I mean like we have a line every weekend and before it was like we were struggling to get people in there kind of thing you know and it's we're different than the rest of the block I've like, noticed that you know like the rest of the block is playing the exact same damn song you walk into any bar club whatever you want to call them nowadays um it's literally just, are they really clubs There's they're only all like- restaurants that turn into bars yeah. at the end of the day there's only like two actual clubs. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. Maya. Yeah, Maya, Cake, and International. And yeah. And Mint, I guess you could say, but Mint's, I think, is is actually zoned as a restaurant also. So, I mean, <laughs> so I mean, yeah, they're all restaurants, and then they right. turn into bars, clubs at the end of the night, um, which is fine, I guess. It's cool, it's whatever. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just every weekend we're packed we got a line and it's kind of cool it's like people come in there and just like oh my god have so much fun people are dancing like people are actually dancing and bumping and grinding and having a good time and they're like like oh my god you played this song like oh i remember this from high school and this from middle school or you know it's like nostalgia yeah it brings back memories you know and i try to you know like our crowd is so diverse you know not just you know nationalities but you have you know you have all different races all different like age demographics. I mean, there's people in there in their 50s, 60s hanging out, you know. I mean, they will they leave by midnight or something, but they're just like, oh, I'm having so much fun, you know, we're dancing and this and that, and it's just not, you know, it's not like the rest of the block. Like, the rest of the yeah. block, and like, like, I don't, every place should be different, I feel like. Everyone, every place should have its style and, you know, it has their DJs and that play their specific style and things like that, but now it's just like you hear this you literally go door to door and I'm like what's the point of why do people even bounce around you're listening to the same song yeah everywhere. Well, that's what I'm saying like I hung out down there once and I was like oh I'm sick of this song I heard it three times in the last hour so I'm like let's go next door and then they start playing the same, same song. song and I was like alright yeah. what am I going to do for the rest of the night yeah. I can't drive because I've been drinking so I'm mm-hmm. like if I have to just sit here and listen to the same listen over to the same over. song over and over I mean I've been to places where I'm sitting there and I'm like you literally just played this song like an hour ago. Like, what do you... Me, I... Yes. My... I never will play the same song again. I mean, unless someone tips me a hundred bucks or something to play a certain song, you will never hear the same song from the time I started DJing to the time I end. Yeah, never even hear. if they, like, throw in a different mashup or yeah. a remix, you're still playing the same yeah. song. I don't... I, I <laughs> never play the same song twice in a night. Ever. I mean, and people will come in like, yo, can you play, you know, right now, Despacito. I'm like, well, I already played it half an hour ago. Play it again? I'm like, no, I'm not going to play it again. I already played it. I'm like, people that are staying here, they don't want to hear it again. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, sorry, you guys were club hopping, bouncing from bar to bar to bar, and I didn't play the song you wanted to play. But, I mean, you come, you come, when I start at 9 till I end at 2, 2.15 in the morning, uh, you're good. it's going to be, a, you're never going to hear the same song twice, ever. Well, that's probably why a lot of people love going to bed yeah. because 
<laughs> they know they can either re go, come back, and return and yeah. not hear the same stuff, or they there all night. Yeah, and it, and you know, and I try to, you know, throughout the night, and every night's different, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, some nights be might might be a little more hip hop driven. You know, old school hip hop, two thousands hip hop. You know, some nights might be a little more dance driven. You know, um, it just depends on the crowd. You know, and to what's the crowd's. You know, you kind of read. The, you have to read the crowd, and that's another thing I feel is dead with DJing. Is I mean, no one reads the crowd anymore. They're like, "This is my set. This is my hour, two hour set. This is what I'm gonna play," and that's it. They don't adjust. They don't adapt. I'm like, if I'm playing hip hop and everyone's just standing around staring at me, and they're like, "All right, maybe I'll just switch it up to a little, you know, throw in a little rock, see what happens. Throw a little country, see what happens. Throw in a little dance music. People start reacting a little more to dance music then Maybe I'll play a little more dance music and then start mashing in the other genres, see what happens. But I mean, I mean, I've seen it. Like even when I do the pool parties or you know play at the club, when I open up up for other DJs, I mean, if I'm playing like some chill house and no one's vibing to it at all, you know, I try to like find a you know find alternative two. genre yeah. or you know add more lyrics or you know try to find something to where it gets people moving around and things like that. And I just feel like people don't do it. Like, you go to shows and people will be busy and people are just standing there. And it's like, they don't want to hear this or, right. you know, they're just not vibing to it. But the DJ don't care. They're just there. It's like, they got the spotlight for an hour. They're just going to go hard and this is what they're going to play. And, I mean, I've played shows where I was supposed to play trance and no one was feeling it. So I switched to the house and people were vibing. I'm like, all right, well, I mean, you got to take the pride factor out of it in a mm -hmm. sense, you know. But So... Being a local and you seeing the evolution locally, what do you think is gonna is it gonna go through a cycle again? I hope so. I mean, I hope. I know I've spoken to a lot of local DJs and you know a lot of people. I'm very vocal and outgoing. I don't give a shit. Like, you can hate me, love me, I don't give a fuck. Like, there's a a lot of guys. You know, they're just collecting their check and. They're right, miserable. because it's popular. Yeah, I mean, they're miserable and hating it, and they're just collecting their check, and, you know, and there's, you know, and there's other guys, you know, that stick to their, that stick to their genre, which is fine, stick to it, and succeed at it, be good at it, and then there's others, you know, who are really trying to mix it up and do that sort of thing, and, you know, maybe they're not playing at the big clubs right now, but, you know. Maybe five years from now they will be because they're they're honing on it, they're practicing, they're skillful at it, and um, I mean my hope is in the next five years, you know this whole DJ fad is gone, dead. You know like who knows who knows where it's going to lead to, but I'm hoping more clubs, more venues are more open to you know DJs that are more diverse and that sort of thing, and you know people want to dance again, and you know I mean. When I first started DJing, people didn't even know where you were. Like, I was up in the corner in a booth, hidden away. I'm like, have you seen the DJM documentary? Like, mm -hmm. he, he, him, he, he's off in the corner behind a window, and no one even knew where they were, you know? Yeah. I mean, now it's like, DJ's the center of attention. Everyone's got to stare at you. And I'm mean, like, I don't know why people are staring at me. Dance. Like, why are you looking at me? Like, there's, why, there, you know. You because... Because of the whole, do you think because of the whole EDM boom and everybody's like there for the residency? Yeah, I'm like, there like, for the name. I'm like, I'm like, what are you staring at the DJ for? Yeah. I mean, like, dance and have fun. Like, look at each other and stuff. I mean, like, I feel that's weird. To me, that's weird. Like, I've never understood why people sit and stare at the DJ all night. Like, I mean, you go to a concert, you know, you're that's watching different. a band, you yeah. know, performing, they, you know, they do stuff. 
when you go see a DJ, and I'm like, well, why are you staring at the DJ? I'm like, he, I'm not doing anything up there. I'm just pressing buttons, as they say, twisting knobs. I'm like, I mean, maybe that's why so many DJs, you know, are screaming on the mic nowadays. You know? Oh, that drives me. I mean, that shit drives me crazy. I hate talking that's on like, the mic. That's my pet peeve. <laughs> and Armin's become that way. Yeah, everyone's become that way. Not everybody, but a lot of people are just like, I don't want to be told to put my hands up. Yeah. I don't want to be told to jump. Yeah. I don't know, what do we keep counting down to? Yeah. We, well, one time, uh, um, me and my buddy Kevin, we went to the club, and we were like, all right, we got to take a shot for every time they do a countdown in the song. We didn't even go an hour before we were wasted. And I was like, this is a stupid game, because we didn't realize how many songs are like, you know, three, two, one, four, you know, one, two, three sort of thing. And it's just like, why are we counting down so much in yeah. these songs, you know? It was just pretty funny, I thought, back then. But, yeah. Um, I don't know, like... I know there's a lot of guys, you know, a lot of guys aren't as vocal as I am, but I know there's a lot of guys that, you know, they want the restraints off. They want to be able to do what they want to do. And Why do you think the freeform DJing went away? Because of EDM bubble? I feel like the EDM bubble really, you know, yeah, EDM bubble. I feel like that really changed the look of DJs and, the, you know, DJs became superstars and DJs became center of attention and all that stuff. Well, it's, which, I mean, isn't a bad thing. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of great DJs out there and a lot of great producers that have come from it, you know, and... But then you got DJ Khaled. That's a problem. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> does he really DJ? That's the question. I mean, most of the time he does it. He's just on the mic talking, you yeah. know, scratching in our songs. I mean, I mean, but there are, I mean, there's a lot of guys... I mean, a lot of local guys that are, you know, still practicing the art, still doing the wordplay. So I'm like, like, look at Chris Villa, local guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's, he played open for Pitbull and did all that stuff. You know, he's over, all over the websites and blog forums and everything like that. You know, he's out there. Right. He's, he's grinding and doing it, and he's sticking, you know, he's sticking to his thing. Right. And it's working out great for him. I mean, but I feel like we need more of that. We need more of that. And there's a lot of local guys that DJ every night, every weekend, that are that way. But, you know, I don't know if they're scared or they're just, you know, the clubs are really just, you know, tying them down and restricting them to what they do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because, again, I mean, some of this is, like, this is, this is their main source of income. This is their income. So, I mean, I mean, did you play that game where it's like, where, you know, I'm going to be me and do me? Or it's like, I mean, I gotta eat too, you know, sort of thing. Right. So, I mean, there are, I mean, I mean, there's those little pockets around town where, you know, guys are, you know, they're having fun, they're doing, they're doing all that, but again, it's not the mainstream, quote unquote, right. main club, they're not playing at the main clubs anymore because nobody wants to hear that, or the clubs don't want them to play it, I guess, I don't know, I don't know personally where it's at, where it's at, you know. But, I mean, I see it every weekend. People come in, and they're like, oh, my God, it's, like, refreshing in a sense. It's different, you know? I mean, a lot of people come in, they're like, they're like, you know, a group will come in, half of them, like, oh, this is stupid, and the other half is ended up staying. They're like, oh, I had the best time right. in a long time, you know? It was like, it took me back. They're like, I was not expecting, right. they were expecting to go listen to this sort of music, came here, and it was totally different than what they were expecting, you know? Right. So... Uh, I, I hope I hope it I really hope it goes back to what I mean, you know we go back to what it used to be but I mean yeah. I hope it balances out more I mean I really hope like you can know you can go to this club and you're gonna listen to you know 
the electro, the EDM, the trap, whatever it is. But then you can go next door and listen to your country. Go next door, listen to your hip hop. Go next door, listen to the top forty open format. You know, right. where people start to, you know, stand out and be specific to what they are, rather than everyone just conforming and being exactly the same. You know. Right. Is it? Do you also think because they've redesigned clubs? Remember when clubs used to have di multiple rooms? Yeah. So you could go in this room and it's like EDM. The next room it was hip hop. The next yeah. room it was top forty. <laughs> they don't have that anymore. Yeah, I mean clubs are just dead in general. I mean, especially in Arizona. I feel like. I mean, I don't know if you go if you walk into all the venues now, they all look exactly the same. The main focus is the bar. Mm -hmm. The bar is in the center, and then you walk around the bar, and that's what people do all night. They mm -hmm. just literally you just. Like people just walk in circles all night around the bar. At a I've club. noticed that. And, like, and that's the way they designed them, you know. And that's yeah, but or they get the tables and they yeah. never leave the tables because yeah. they're around the bar. But I mean, that's the thing. It's they've created a place where the bar is the center of attention. People walk around the bar and then they leave, go to the next bar, walk around the bar, go to the next club, walk around the yeah, bar. I mean. It's just like you created like a little mouse trap or some sort of, yeah, you know, like, like you know, it's like, yeah, it's like a maze that you, everyone just follows it in rotation, you know, I mean, their dance floors are gone. Yeah, that's. There's no more dance floors. I mean, I mean, it's. Even in the so-called clubs we have, yeah. they're so small. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, clubs, like when I was at like Whiskey Row, for instance, I mean, the first day I was like, where's the dance floor? And I'm like. This little dance floor, and it's so small. I mean, once it's packed in there, you can't even dance anyways. You're just, you're just on top of each other. You know, there's no dancing. Dancing's gone. I mean, or yeah, the dance floor is so small. I mean, some people are dancing on it, but then but now you have people looking at them like they're retarded or they, you know, they look stupid because they're. They only have group dancing. Yeah, there's like five people dancing, and people look at them like, why are these people dancing? Yeah. And like, or you know, you look stupid out there dancing. And like before, it was like. Everyone was dancing, you know what I mean? But I mean, I think it's just the way the designs of clubs and setups and bars have become, you know? It's so focused around the alcohol cells, I guess, you know? Like, and no one's dancing anymore, you know? It's a shame. Well, it's been nice to chat, and I wanted to, you know, kind of chat. Because we, we met on the trans group, and I yeah. saw you DJ last year for at release. And I just wanted to chat and kind of learn more about your cat business, and I mean, I follow you on socials, so. Yeah, I'm very outspoken. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to, you know, get your thoughts on the scene and, and kind of let the listeners know and people, they need to check out Bevy and see DJ or come buy a hat or do whatever you can. Um, before you go, do you want to shout out your social real quick and then that way um, the new listeners will like follow you? I mean, all my social medias, it's Brett Ortiz. D R E T T O R T I Z. I mean, like you just type. I mean, every 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 Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, everything. It's just my name. So sweet. Keep it simple. All right. Well, I'll link them up in the description just in case. But it's been great, and uh, thanks again for your awesome. time. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thank you. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audibletrial.com slash trending topics with BB.